0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're gonna start this thing off right. Raider! 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 Everything
1: runs through leather.
2: Thanks for joining us, as always, on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Muchas gracias once again for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. We appreciate it. Each day, he's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and Chris, as we kicked off the week yesterday, very much still in a basketball frame of mind, of course, as you've got a coaching search ongoing. We have a transfer portal window opening up for names to be entered there. Catch up with some of what you might have missed if you didn't catch yesterday's episode right now on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. But something has been on our minds as we're here with you once again today as it relates to your football head coach. You've got some characters on campus. You've got some successful head coaches. You've got some uh, head coaches that fit in very well with what Texas Tech is, with what Lubbock and West Texas is, with what Red Raiders expect. And I think, Chris, when you've got the crossover of the search committee that we talked about on yesterday's show involving one of those coaches and Joey McGuire and the recent energy and momentum that's been injected into that football program, therein lies the reason why you might have heard by now a Texas Tech fan in your life talk about needing to find the basketball equivalent of Joey Maguire. Much easier said than done, right, Chris? But I'm wondering, what does that actually mean? What, what do you think is actually there that's worked well in a short amount of time for Coach Maguire? And if you could think up, what does this look like in a basketball sense? How do you paint that picture?
1: You, you know, I, I think uh, the, the reason were, if Joey would have gone five and eight, OK, and you're one. I, I don't know if we're having this conversation, um, not that we wouldn't have wanted to. But I, I think that, you, first of all, he won and year are one. I mean, when in those those last four games and the bowl game the way that they did and 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 just the way that they kind of progressed throughout the season, it, it, it puts him in a different kind of conversation now and, and 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 I think or even on campus and all those things because of how mediocre you've been at, at football over the last decade. Not that you hadn't hadn't been good in spots, but uh, and and I think based on what the expect expectations are for this next year. So that, that's the first thing. But I, I think you, you when you're talking about Joey and this is why people so many loved Chris too Joey is very visible in the community. He's very engaging. He's very visible in the community. He shows up at different uh, events. He's at different Texas Tech sporting events. He's very active on social media. I think people feel like that he's their friend, right, wrong, or indifferent. They feel like, I feel like the guy kind of knows me, even though if they've never met him before and if you ever do meet him, he's going to make you feel like you've known each other for forever. That is his genius. I I think Chris is, when he was here, he was very visible in the community and he befriended the community and a lot of people in it and made everybody feel like they were a part of it or they were an important part of it. And I think that's why it was so frustrating to a lot of folks whenever he did leave and went to Austin, because it's like they felt like that he really liked it here and wanted to be here and all those different things. So that's why everybody was, was so frustrated. But I think Joey has hit every right note. One, because he's one. OK, that's the most important thing. You, you, you could be like this all you want, but if you don't win and there's the product isn't there that you're responsible for, it, it it doesn't really equate. But he won. He's very visible. He's extremely like intelligent, energetic, organized, all those things. Let's go back to and this is this ties into like the fit component. I, I think it is genius, some of the stuff that he had his team doing, before spring break, there's two there's two things I can I can tell you, you know they have they have what they call competition week, okay, and, and this is part of the off season. You're trying to get these kids in shape, you're trying to get them to compete, you're trying them to stay organized, and it's kind of a culture component as well. But there's two different things that he did that I thought the guy just gets it, man, and like he he is he grasps not just this place, but. What, what you're asked to do in creating a culture and then and get the most out of your kids and make everybody feel a part of it. And so the first thing he does is they have competition week. They break the, his team up into a variety of different teams. You've seen a lot of the social media stuff that's been out there, but part of the competitions were go to this different place on campus, go get your picture made with the marketing folks because he's getting his team to see and, and, and touch all parts of campus. They learn more about their campus, they learn more about the people that are selling tickets to their own games and, and start putting faces and shake some hands. And you require it as part of a, a competition. You go, you go put your, your football players in front of Wes Kitley and say, man, you go to go take a picture with the track folks. You got to go over to baseball. And, and it, it just creates this like camaraderie campus-wide athletically that I just think that's what makes this place a bit different than most places, okay? So I, I thought that's just, it's very smart because it gets his players out and about. That It creates a care factor there. And and he just kind of grasps, you know, the, the, the way that this place is different than most from that standpoint. And he's helping some of the new guys ingrain themselves with where parts of campus are that they may haven't seen yet or different people that they need to meet yet. I mean, like over at the... Uh, at the meat lab over there, there's a place where you can get, you know, lunch and get, get some ice cream and all that. He sent them over there just so they could see that, that, uh, Cowamungas, I think is what it's named. It, it was over there in the, in the, in the, meat, uh, meat science department. So I just, I, I thought that was smart. The other thing that I thought he did was. I just enjoyed and, hearing you say that word. Can you give me that at <laughs> Cowamungas? Cowabunga? I, I, I think that's right. Okay. I, 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 kind of mumbled it just cause I wasn't entirely sure what it's called. But no, uh, but I, I, but you, you I nailed had, it. I've had, had a prime rib sandwich over there before and some ice cream years and years ago. It was very, very good. And Let's that's go. from I think those are from Texas Tech Cows, I think.
2: Yeah, I think I'm listening to the new uh what a cow among us pitch man right here on Locked On Uh <laughs> There Texas you go. Tech, Chris Level. Okay I'm here Ring for it. I'm door. here for Okay. It. I'm sorry to derail you there, but that was a first uh for Locked on Texas Tech. First time that word's been used, so we needed to mark the occasion. Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the other thing that I think he did, which I thought, you know, that this is the because if we were to say, what is Joey's program identity right now? Or what was his identity when he came here? I think most of us would agree, really, really good and, and I don't know, famous or successful or uh, respected Texas high school football coach. Okay, I think that is a fair, and Joey would be want to, to be known as that. And obviously now he's he's, he's very relevant in the college ranks. But one of the things he did at the tail end of their competition week that I thought was just genius is he divides all these kids up into these teams, right? And coaches, players, everybody associated with this deal had to wear their high school gear, okay? Something representing their high school. And then he broke them up into whatever region – whether it be Oklahoma or South Texas or Central Texas or East Texas, he breaks them up in all these regions and then ha- allows them to compete with each other that way. And I thought, it's just because you're paying respects to these high schools, which is what he's trying to tap into. You're, you're, you're giving some street cred to the, the various places these kids have come from. And then you're kind of recreating a different way to compete and a different reason to compete because you're representing kind of where you're from to a certain extent. Sure, and, and I just think that high school coaches, I talked to three of them, they loved it. They thought it was just awesome, and it, and it's why people want to send their kids here to play. That That's a fit. That's a understanding where you're from. That is a, all those things. And so I think Joey being on this committee, as we kind of wrap it back around, he, he's going to know – if a guy would be a fish out of water here in the state of Texas. And again, not to say that basketball and football are the same. You recruit differently, probably recruit a bit more nationally in basketball for sure. They're more of a portal influence there, I would say. So it's not apples to apples, but I think you understand what I'm saying by there needs to be a level of understanding the lay of the land here in Lubbock and in West Texas and big 12. If somebody weren't, weren't to have been here before and Not that that's a requirement, but I think Joey would be able to kind of either help them or or kind of go, man, I don't know. I don't know if that guy really grasps what he's getting into here or would fit in chemistry wise with fan base or or whatever. So I I just wanted to tie spring football or kind of the the football program and Joey's involvement in the search committee to, to some of those points. Sorry for being long winded there.
2: No, I, I'd love to see – and I didn't know, so I, I like the explanation that uh, you've, you've now given me. I, I didn't know what uh, Texas Tech football was up to right now, <laughs> but I just saw them being very active. And in so many different capacities, I saw, while being active, Joey McGuire uh, imploring them to compete. I, I mean, really like you were referring to there um, and beyond, You know, whether it was like a, a massive dodgeball game or something yep. they had. It was just compete, compete, compete – uh, I imagine you want to compete in all aspects, but yeah, as you're um, you know, looking across this campus, I think beyond Joey McGuire, as I already alluded to, you, you've got blueprints uh, people wise, Chris, as to what fits and what works with Texas tech. I don't know that we would all come up with exactly the same answer, but I bet if you asked a lot of Texas tech fans, uh, what's similar about tim tadlock and Wes kitley what's similar about greg sands or tom stone or crossing any of those streams otherwise you know guys that have really found uh sustained success and relevancy uh with texas tech sports in west texas there's something there and i hope joey mcguire is going to be on that list as well as far as sustained but there are some uh common attributes right I, i think as to what is is working for them uh, in representing tech. Today's episode brought to you by America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. And now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, become a new customer because new customers get that no sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't hit. So just download the FanDuel sportsbook app today, safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything From the money line, point scorers, three points drained if basketball is your thing, or all points in between, underwater basket weaving, anyone. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with that same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock Deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangeDays.
2: But there are some uh, common attributes, right? I, I think as to what is is working for them uh, in representing tech.
1: I, you know, because l- let's let's just go off of that right there. I, I think that you mentioned some some names there. Like Wes has been here for a long, long time. Tim has been here for a long, long time. Wildly successful. Greg has been here a long, long time. Wildly successful. i th- I think you almost like personality wise, Joey fits in in that conversation, even though he's only been here for a year and a half or whatever. what what are what are the commonalities there between those guys and their personalities? Like, would you say? Uh, I'd say personable and yes. um in a way,
2: I don't think down to earth is right, but, uh, it's more so they are who they are, uh, every setting, every minute of mm-hmm. the day. I don't think there's a special packaging necessarily for any particular, uh, company, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think
1: they're very real. I, I nailed it bullseye. I, I think they're real people. Uh, I think that, yeah, personalities and again, each, each of these sports requires a bit of a different skill set and, and all that. I'm not trying to tie it all together. I just think that that that's why I just say fit is an important component to this, and it's up to the 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 internal search committee to kind of identify that. And yeah, Norris knows this. Norris N- knows kind of what would work here, what wouldn't. I mean, Joe, Joey is a is a prime example of you know, and I think to text credit. They weren't trying to win the press conference there. Joey ultimately won it uh, for the those that watch, but they weren't trying to make a huge splash <laughs> yeah. with, with, with hiring Joey McGuire and trying to get all the news just to go crazy and all that because sometimes that's the best part of a coaching tenure is like we got this big name, holy cow, and, and then it just fizzles. And then and and that I, was, yeah. I
2: hate that. I hate the term win the press conference. Yeah, I've never given a single damn about a press conference. <laughs> and if it was Kirby Hokut that was saying it, McGuire's all right, I got an idea. Scripted Raider power right out of the <laughs> gates. That's brilliant, but I don't think it was. I think it was organically Joey McGuire. But I, I hate that kind of what you're describing there, man. Yeah. You got the big boom up front and then you got the bust on the other end which means you really got nothing. I yeah. He's cherishing memories of a press conference without winning uh, in competition, obviously.
1: Yeah. And I just don't think there can be any level of this that concerns you about that because yeah. it's a big deal initially and people watch and they pay attention to what is said and, and all those things. And when you have it at the arena and there's a lot of people in attendance, but all that kind of stuff, there's a lot of folks that pay attention to it. But then shortly after that, the work begins and you start trying to put a roster together and then you start playing games and that's all ultimately anybody will remember. And then it's, it's, what are you doing? So again, you can't get caught up into trying to, to make a spot. And I don't think that they will. And I think to their credit, they didn't, they weren't worried about that uh, with, with Joey. Now, granted, he ended up winning it anyway. And, not that anybody thought he was going to lose it i just don't i think that was a bit of an outside the box hire but it looks like a a, a genius move at least early on uh, in, in his tenure here so i i don't i don't get caught up into a big name this or man i, I don't really know who that is or whatever it's all about fit and that's that's ultimately will decide if if whoever is named head coach here can succeed here and it's not just succeed here initially ideally you want consistency you want a winning program not just a season because as we just saw mark was wildly successful in one year and and not at all in the next you know so it it's sustaining it is is the key here and you want somebody that just again is a good fit within the community within the department within the the fan base and do they have to have ties here? Not necessarily. If no. they don't have ties here, I think you have to potentially surround yourself with some people that do just to kind of, you know, you know, g- g- help you with the, the lay of the land. That's just, that's why, like for football coaches, and McVay was always like the first guy that they would say, you're staying, you have a job, please help me. You know, because <laughs> yeah. you, you can tell me, Hey, who I can trust, who I can't trust. Here's how it works. Here. Uh, here, here's past precedents for this, or here's our budget for that. Whatever it is, you know. And so, I'm I'm, I'm being fairly long winded, but I just say ultimately this is going to come down to not just who could potentially be the best coach out there, but who's the best coach that is the best fit here in, in Lubbock, Texas. Is is really what you're what you're looking for? Don't worry about. If, well, man, if they're good in a year or two, they're going to leave. I, I, I don't worry about that either, because then if, if you find the right fit, you, you, you open up the checkbook and, and you, you keep them here like Kansas State's probably going to do with Jerome Tang. And, and and again, you did this with Chris Beard. Uh, it, you got to the what would have been the third contract, I guess. And ultimately, he had another opportunity. He wanted to go back to his alma mater. But you were willing to pay, I think, around six million a year, which would have been a top five salary in the country at the time. So I think if you've you've already shown that if you find the right guy, you will pay them and pay them extremely well uh, to stay here. So I don't worry about oh man that you know we, we always have to be worried about them leaving and all those things.
2: You got to be hard scrabble. I know you got to be hungry. Um, I think in so many ways, Chris, there are common attributes as far as the nature of your approach to every day that fit in with West Texas or fit in with those that have been successful. At Texas Tech. And I think if you're in that kind of position, you know, not a high maintenance type of person or whatever it might be, but you're really hungry, that's probably the word that encompasses so many things you want them to be, uh, you can go find success. And if the location is a fit for you, if tech is a fit for you, maybe you sustain it, or maybe you take it elsewhere. I don't know. But I think you can find it here in Lubbock, Texas. There's no question about that. There's uh, too many who have uh, proven that over the years to believe otherwise. I'm curious, Chris, about the mechanism, the process of hiring a men's basketball coach now for Texas Tech compared to the last time that you were really getting it on. I talked a little bit yesterday about, you know, the resources and what you are as a job and feeling like, you know, today you have more to sell as a job than maybe you have uh, ever in your program's history. But I was also curious as it relates to this committee that we're touching on here or involvement from Kirby Hochut, involvement. Uh, from other external forces, not really search committees, but other parties maybe locally or on campus or with Texas Tech ties, regents, you know, things like that. And I know that uh, Dusty Womble is is on the committee. But um, has that changed all that much since maybe the last time you were shopping either for like a Chris Beard or a Tubby Smith? The actual mechanism of how you're going out and doing it, do you think that's changed? Because that's, I mean, I guess that's about a decade in the rear view now if we're talking about some of those other guys.
1: And you're talking about the process with which you'll you'll hire somebody. Is that yeah? What you're I just saying? wonder yeah. at various points because I know it seems like
2: sometimes just from football coach to football coach, they're like, "Well, now this guy is involved," and well, maybe this guy had sole discretion. You know, yeah. once upon a time. You think it's changed because it's been a little while since whether it was Coach Smith or Chris Beard, yeah, you were really out there just like, "Hey, help
1: wanted, sign is up." I think. Uh, I think. uh and I'll speak freely here, but I I I think Dusty changes the component uh, a lot, and I think that in, in, in a good way. I I think he was involved with whenever Beard left and Mark was hired. But if you remember that that facility wasn't even open then. Yeah. I mean, you know, that they, they they were literally the week after Mark was hired, they started moving stuff from the arena over to that facility. So you really haven't for all intents and purposes, you haven't just been able to recruit to that facility and use that facility for very long at all here. Uh, We're not even at a a two years in that thing, but, but I, I think, you know, people have a lot of opinions about Dusty. He's, he's very uh, much, uh, you know, at the, at the front of a lot of this stuff because uh, of how active he is with, with his donations with football and, and basketball. And look, I, I think Texas Tech is extremely lucky to have Dusty involved. Uh, I think I think he's asked to be involved in a lot of instances. I don't necessarily think that he is saying, I want to be on this deal, include me or else. That's just <laughs> not how he rolls. Yeah, And I don't think – I think, you know, and he said this, I think he was very much around the basketball program when Chris was the head coach. He was very much not around – when Mark was the head coach, and I think that's kind of what potentially the the two head coaches at the time preferred. Uh, I I think that you know, and again, I, I I say that. I mean, I don't know if Dusty was ever told, "Hey, you can't. You're not allowed to come by" or anything like that. I think you know, Dusty can kind of do whatever he wants, but I don't think. Well, he, he described that, right? Yeah, I yeah. I I just don't think he abuses that at all. Yeah. He doesn't. He he's not meddlesome. I just think he likes being. Involved and he, he's a Red Raider like the rest of us and and wants but I think I think that component is 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 a is a major difference I think but in a good way yeah I think Dusty allows for you know financial resources and he's a regent for one you know and and I think and he's a fan okay he he's he wants this thing to do well but he's got a great business sense a great feel of the community and. And, and and i think all those things but i think that's a major difference in like kind of the immediacy of what you're talking now and then the way it was you know when when even when chris was hired or yeah. you know when when tubby was hired because that that search for tubby it took a long time and i think the the difference now too is that you can't afford to take a long time because the portal has changed the the, the dynamic dramatically the portal was basically just fairly new when, when Mark was hired, when everybody is allowed to move about freely and all those things. And I think you took great advantage of it because even if you remember the Tariq Owens is the Matt Mooney's that Chris added, those were grad transfers. You know, those were guys that I believe, you know, transferred and were allowed to kind of go anywhere they wanted to yeah. uh, because they were, they were considered graduates. And, and, and now it's really anybody can transfer. And so I think because when, when Mark was, when when Chris left, it would have been on like an April first. Uh, I'll never forget that day. And then you hire Mark. I don't know, three to five days after that, or however long it took. And and I, you're you're about a month or three and a half weeks ahead compared to that timetable. So you've got some time. You just don't don't have an you know you don't have an endless amount of time. There needs to be uh you know some. Speed with which you approach this, and I know that they all know that just because of the, the roster component and the transfer portal. Can you remind me of the, the Tubby timeline, which is just a hilarious
2: phrase? Um, <laughs> uh, that was post Walker, correct? Chris Walker as an interim or whatever that time was,
1: yes. So, you know, when when Pat Knight was the head coach, uh, and then when and he and Chris were fired, I'll never forget in getting a, a phone call from. I was sitting in my office and Chris Beard after they left from the Big 12 tournament uh they got home and a few days later they got called in, the, in the, the president's office and I think Pat did and you know he was told hey you not you will not be retained that they they're going in a different direction and, and if you remember your basketball program was NIT ish you know I think they had a one year NIT run they were trying to recruit like crazy from a high school standpoint that was Roberson and Singletary Dwayne Roberts was the nucleus there I maintain that if Marshall Henderson, which was on campus at the time, had he been eligible, Pat Knight would have stayed uh, as the coach for at least a bit longer because Marshall Henderson, as we all know, was a freak and really, really good And ended up going to Ole Miss and 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 being a, a folk hero there. Uh, <laughs> folk you know, yeah, that's yeah. right. I mean, he has a the, good way to describe. It. Yeah, he was like the land shark or what I think whatever yeah. his his deal was. There were T-shirts and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> nil would have been crazy for guys like that. But oh my you know, gosh. Not now yeah. that all that has changed, and then and then Billy was hired. Billy had the one year as head coach, but then the beginning of the second year early in the fall things kind of went haywire and obviously Chris Walker was, who's now doing stuff for CBS. He he ended up being uh, the interim coach for the year. And that was, that was just a bizarre year traveling with them. You were very poor. Uh, uh, you know, you were not very, you were arguably one of the worst. I think you went one in 17 maybe Oof. in the, in the big Oof. 12 conference. Yeah. It was, but it you was,
2: had time. So now that we're reliving this, I mean, obviously you knew throughout that experience, I mean, you're, you're considering your search and you're looking your back channel and you're, I mean, you're working for a considerable amount of time to land where you landed on the other side of that, I guess, with Tubby Smith.
1: Yeah. And, and, and the irony here is Tubby, Kirby and Dusty Womble were set to meet the day that Tubby skipped that meeting and was announced as the Memphis head coach. <laughs> they were set to meet and you know what they were going to meet about? A new basketball facility. Hey, yeah. we need a practice facility. Let's meet about it. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out what we need and all those things. Tubby no shows that meeting, you know, and then <laughs> the rest is the rest is history. Now you have this this forty million dollar facility, and uh, Tubby, you know, ended up going to Memphis and then to High Point, his alma mater, and now he's he's retired. But that process at post Chris Walker, because I think they tried to see. Would Chris be a good fit to stay here? I just don't know if there was enough confidence there, and his ability to to put a staff together or recruit at a high level or or all those things. And so it took them a while to kind of uh, identify Tubby as a candidate that would take this job, uh, and and then vet him and and see if it would it would work. And if and, and Tubby was doing the same thing with Texas Tech because this wasn't exactly a great job at the time. It wasn't. Oh, yeah. You, you, yeah, you had no facility, no recent success, uh, but now you, you've you had some multiple – you've had an Elite Eight, you've had a Final Four, you've had some Sweet Sixteens. You, you've been in the tournament there here for a stretch. you get got a $40 million facility in a, in a beautiful arena, and people are filling it up more often than not. And so that that's a lot to like. And your conference is also stable. Like if I'm in the Pac-12 conference right now, You know, do I feel great about the future of my league and the future financing? Are they going to start telling me, hey, man, we're not we're getting less money from TV. You're going to have to start busting to some of these games or you're going to have to start cutting back here. We can only we're going to have to cut your staff budget, you know, by you know 25 percent because we're not getting as much money from the league. I mean, all that stuff factors in.
2: Oh, yeah. No question about it. Different situation now with some uh, different interests, obviously represented as far as some of the characters have changed, but also a similar interest in wanting to see Texas Tech basketball back in a fruitful position as, uh, yeah, we've all been enduring the opening to this week together. As you see seeds doled out and you're not in the picture, it's going to be a character building off season uh, for Texas Tech basketball. No question about it, but maybe you come out better on the other side. Uh, Chris, some great and not so great trips down memory lane there, but I appreciate you sharing (laughs) some of those memories in some hirings gone by because while you've been in some of these kind of whirlwinds and it feels like you've maybe had a lot of change, you know, coach-wise in a relatively short amount of time, you know, not all have been exactly like this in quite some time where you've got just kind of a wide open net to cast because I think even when, you know, Chris Beard comes on board, uh, Chris Beard obviously had an identifiable and obvious connection to Lubbock, Texas, and the program. And maybe somebody out there I'm missing right now, but I feel like this is a little bit different than that. So, trying to uh, re engage those muscles that maybe haven't been used uh, in a little bit of time here for Texas Tech to head out and find the next guy to lead the ship. So, hopefully, Chris, hopefully, uh, you got the right guys on that task because, man, it is no small task. And Good grief, it's always a risk whenever you're bringing somebody new on board. Rolling the dice every time, right? No matter what what's happened in recent history with them.
1: H- hiring coaches is a very difficult task because you you need you need some resources with which to hire good people. You need a little luck. They need a little luck with the roster and and and, and staying injury free and some, you know, some success. They need buy-in from family. There, there's a lot of things that have to come into uh Play some of which is under your control, some of which is not. That's the tricky part yep. about trying to hire somebody. But I, you know, because I immediately always go to people that you kind of have ties here or that have been here. Uh, you know, I, I and I think that there, there's a, a benefit to that in some level. But you don't have to hire somebody that has ever been here before uh, or that's even been in the Big Twelve before per se for them to be successful. That that's sure. not. I don't buy that. I do think that those individuals would have some advantages initially because they kind of have a grasp here of what this place is and what it isn't. Um, And I think that is, uh, and and again, you know, working with Kirby, you know, like I I think certain bosses uh, you know, that's also uh, a a component that uh, we we should discuss too, because so-and-so may want to go here because man, you know, that ad's in trouble or, Hey, that AD has got all kinds of job security. I'm not worried about because if an AD ever switches jobs, all bets are off because you all, if you're a coach, (laughs) you all work for the athletic director. And I think Kirby is on very, very solid ground here. So that also allows for, you know, somebody not to be necessarily taking a chance uh, by coming in here. Cause whoever they hire, they're going to get a four or five year deal period. I mean, that's the way it's going to go. They're going to get four or five years contract and if it's somebody that is very well sought after or that you're paying big money to, they may even get a six year deal or something. If you, if you felt like, okay, we got to give them an even an extra year just to get them to come here. Uh, but that that's so that that's going to be fairly standard, but um, you know, and that's why the Barrett Peary's the Grant McCaslin, some of those folks have been mentioned because they have, they have ties to Texas tech, you know, and, and, They've been here before. They've been on this campus. They've coached in this arena before. Or uh, a guy like Paul Mills, who was at Baylor for so many years, is coaching Oral Roberts. He's been in the Big 12 as a longtime assistant, like Jerome Tang has. So they they have competed against Texas Tech. They've recruited against Texas Tech. They've been in the state of Texas before. There's all these people that have uh, either ties to the league, to the state, to the school, to – you know, to whatever that I think, you know, allows them to to have some benefits early on if they were to be the ones that hire. But I don't begin to know who they're looking at yet. Uh, I think it's still early and I think that could change. I just don't think that, you know, the uh, the Rick Patinos or the Mike Shashevskis or the Tom Izzo's uh, or the Bill's, Bill Self's of the world are, are going to be the next head coach at Texas Tech. Just my
2: opinion. Hey, dare to dream while well, you got the opportunity to, if that is your thing. Uh, whenever things do change, we'll be here to process it all with you. Chris, thanks for the time once again, man. Uh, appreciate the perspective as always. Yes, sir. Keep hope alive. We'll keep rocking on. You got it. Thank you for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And, yep, yeah, March is here, so make Locked On College Basketball your second listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts right here on the Locked On podcast network for chris i'm casey have a great one we'll see you on the other side on locked on texas tech